thought she should play Britney Spears in a what picture? Like, what biopic. Episode? In in Johnny De- uh, no, <laughs> J- Jimmy Fallon. I have been too much pop culture. I have been so in on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trials. I know, and it makes me feel weird that I'm so against her because that's so not like me to be like no. questioning her like a woman. She's such a liar. I know, but I also want to validate though that she probably maybe. I mean, a drunken man can be pretty violent, but she probably also is an abuser. But it, it, I think both of them are crazy. Crazy. Just for just for crazy. transparency. But what the romanticization of it is really weird to me. On people TikTok. are like people, when people like show like the slow mo of Johnny and his lawyer looking up at the same time. I'm like ah, too mm-hmm, too much. Mm-hmm. He also did. He's not in the clear, but we do hate Amber. Yeah, but yeah, Johnny yeah. does need to own up to his shit too. Yeah, no, Johnny. Like, no, I don't think either of them are innocent. No, no, no. Completely, but, but Amber's a fucking psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's crazy. She's crazy. Anyway, welcome to our therapy podcast. Oh, welcome. <laughs> well, you originally were talking about Lily Bobby Brown on Jimmy Fallon. And then I said Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, we That's how, why were we talking about that originally, though? Because I think... Cause I, oh, oh, we're cause sitting like that. The way we're sitting. But I think that she low-key could play Britney Spears if they did a movie. What qualities do you think she has that resembles Britney Spears? Just, like, the long blonde hair. And Millie like Bobby the Brown? The, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I watched the video well enough. It might have been late. I don't know. I didn't think she had long hair. <laughs> Let me see your picture. Google. Um, please hold. We're Googling. Okay, I'm going to stop it until we get back to the picture. Oh, yeah, look at her. Oh, too. we look have her. the picture. Oh, I could see it. Like, just like, just like young. I could see it. Yeah. I'm talking like, oops, I did it again video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like the braided pigtails. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see it. She looks like a little 90s baby in it. True, like the true. feathers and shit. She was probably born in like 2006. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Okay, we're not sure exactly what we're going to talk about today, but let's get into it. Okay. My God! Yeah, let's go. Wake up and smell the motherfucking oatmeal. It's real. So I guess I could start things off and just like touch base on my ADHD journey. What's the latest? Um, So last time I talked a little about how I'm trying to implement more routine in my life and Mm -hmm. my therapist gave me the suggestion of two things. She's like, one, don't put pressure on yourself to like go to the gym every day, but just move your body, whether that's a walk or getting on your mat and stretching or going to the gym. And then the second thing was to wake up at 7.30 every day or like a time every day I chose 7.30. And I didn't put pressure on myself either because I typically don't. I'll do something for like two weeks and then I'm not consistent with it after that. Like uh-huh. I'll drop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about the gym being so close to my house. I can walk there within like three minutes. Yep. It's hours are pretty good and I'm paying for it. So it's like I have skin in the game with like the finan- financial part of it. So it's like I know I'm paying for it. Yep. And something about that plus that fact she shared with me that I shared with you all last time about going to the gym and how that gives you like two hours of focus after. Oh, yeah. All that has something about all that has gotten me to the gym frequently. Good. I probably went like four times this week, maybe like four times last week. So I just don't put pressure on myself. I go sometimes I'm there for ten minutes, sometimes I'm there for a half hour or longer. Um, actually, no, that never happens. Usually, just thirty minutes is the max. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, and I've been really enjoying it. I've found that I have less days where I like get trapped in that like like staring at my phone for too long or like consuming too much TikTok or like being in like stinky moods, you yeah. know, in general, um, which has been really nice. And 
The waking up in the morning thing is interesting because sometimes I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, well, now what? Like, I'm not ready to start my day and like, mm. I want to, I don't necessarily want to keep sleeping, but I want to like just watch TikToks on my phone and like, I don't know, do something else other than get out of bed. Yeah. Um, but I always just find like a re like do the dishes or brush my teeth. Like I find something to do once the alarm goes off and I get out of bed and then I find I just end up staying up. So it's been really nice. Um, creating some structure and apparently supposedly it's just like a training a muscle yeah when you do something like this your brain starts to literally re- rewire itself to invite the routine mm-hmm. so we'll see how it goes but it so far has been promising so i guess all that to say if you are going on some type of similar journey my advice would be just to start small in terms of like increments right and everything in moderation and that's all i have to say about that i think Okay. What about you? Do you have, like, what's some routines in your life that you either stick to? Are are you a routine person? Like, do you have the same thing you do every morning when you wake up? Yeah, I definitely am a routine morning person. And I will say it's not the greatest routine in the morning. Um, I, the one piece of my eating journey, which I still have not talked about on this podcast, but it's like, the initial like eating first thing in the like getting breakfast in my system like once I have that done I feel like okay throughout the day to mm-hmm. just like eat what I want or whatever so I actually watch like a morning show like I get up I, I call it my morning show and it's whatever it's like a low stress lots of seasons that I, like I just did Gossip Girl yeah. like easy it's watching and I you know most mornings I don't finish a full episode like I'll watch like 20 to 30 minutes of it but it's just like something that it's like gets my mind off my food and then I can eat my breakfast and kind of do my thing and it's definitely a coping mechanism that I put in place but it works for me so typically I get up in the morning I do a little stretching just like some you know good morning flow um and then I you know wash my face brush my teeth usually tidy up like I feel like I like to start my day by doing like a little tidying of the space whether that's dishes or straightening up my room or folding some laundry whatever and then I'll have like music playing at that time and then I go downstairs make breakfast watch 20 to 30 minutes of a quick morning show and then I usually start work nice yeah I had a few mornings this week where I woke up and opened my laptop within like the first 10 minutes because I was either stressed about something or I saw an email notification come through that I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do anything else until I get this done. Um, and I really didn't like that I did that. Like, that was definitely impeding on my... You uh, need that time before you yeah. start. Yeah. It definitely, like, I put my boundary down for a minute to do that. And then, like, I felt not good after, you know, that I was... It hit the afternoon and I was like, I have literally been working since I woke up this morning. Like, yeah. um, so... And, yeah, just a, a result of stress. You know, I have an event coming up next week, so it's, like, crunch time for it. And yeah. it's just a result of the stressful times. But it, it's, like, something where, you know, about, like, your routine is for you. And it's, like, if you kind of encroach on that every once in a while, it's not the end of the world. But yeah. it is important to know that, like, that's not the standard you should be setting. And, like, don't let go of your routine if you, like, miss a day or whatever, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, my morning routines aren't, like, 
the strongest, I would say, but definitely get me. I mean, if you have one, that's, yeah, it gets that's me started in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't need for to be sure. any any type of yeah anything. It's a routine. Yeah, and then I just that's was start. talking. Uh, I was talking to my roommates about this. Like in the winter, I'm a morning shower person. Mm. In the summer. I'm a nighttime shower person. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I just recently made the shift of like, okay, nighttime showers <laughs> it's like you're now. Like daylight savings time. It really that. is. It's so funny cuz it's like in the in the Twice winter it's like she switches her shower routine. Yeah, and that's it's my little like <laughs> creature habit, but it's like in the winter it's like that wakes me up, it makes me warm cuz it's usually cold. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like awake and clean and fresh and starting my day and then in the summer it's like I want to be outside. You know, it's hot, you're sweating, yeah. you feel grosser when you come home after whatever. And then at nighttime, it's like, ah, you're getting into bed, cool, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, because you're grosser during the day in the summer. Yeah. So that's my little daily like saving shift I just made. And in case you guys are wondering about my shower routines. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. Um, tell us about your, you've got your therapy takeaways in front of you. You want to I share do. something I was looking, with us? I was looking at my notes to see what I'm sharing today. Um... Yeah, so the thing that we just really started talking about, which has been interesting, is, like, allowing yourself the time to be an observer in your own life and kind of watch and explore your feelings before acting on them. I think something that we do maybe when we're younger or maybe, I don't know, just going through, like, an impulsive phase is, like, we have a feeling and we act on it right away. And um, that can sometimes lead to situations or actions that don't make you feel good or aren't beneficial for you in the long run. Um, and I think it takes a lot to to like be an observer of your feelings. Mm-hmm. You have to be super, super aware of how you're feeling and what that means, you know? Um well, so what you're explaining is like, it, it's like responding logically to a f- something that's happening versus emotionally. Yeah. And as humans, we want to respond emotionally because that's what instinctually what we want to do. Right. But right. it's again, back to the literal training of muscles in our brain. One side of your brain is the emotional response and one side of your brain is the logical response. So if the more you start to practice what you're explaining of stepping back from a situation and Mm -hmm. responding with logic before responding with emotion Mm -hmm. you do that enough times it's just going to become that's going to become your instinct exactly yeah it's very challenging to do at first it really is and like the situation that I was in was I had a crush on somebody and I feel like typically when we're in a situation of starting to like somebody or having a crush like you you kind of like change your actions around that feeling right like you might start flirting more you might like try to insert yourself in their lives more or I don't know just like maybe act some type of way like you know that you know that like um thing when you like send a text and you put your phone away because you're like fuck I don't want them to like open this text it was so risky you know like that type of stuff like you like get I don't know in like crush land where you're just whatever acting impulsively and so I started I started to have a crush on somebody and I was like oh, this is an interesting feeling. Like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that this is right. You know, like I, there's something about this where it's like, I don't think I want to act on this right now, but it's good to observe that I feel this way. So I sat with it and like, I was actively saying out loud to my friends, like, 
but I'm not doing anything about it. And I, I would like say that out loud. I'd say that to myself and I even say that to my therapist multiple times. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I noticed the feeling. I'm observing how they're acting, but I'm not acting on it. I'm just, I'm just here watching it. And here we are like two months, three months later. And I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? No, like, no, 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 that wasn't right. And um, it just, I'm not going to go into why it wasn't right. There's like a few ways that they've been acting and a few changes they've made in their life that like, for me, would not be healthy to get involved with. And so it's like, it's good. You know what I mean? Like it was the first time where I really was like, oh, wow, let me just, like, sit with this feeling for a minute and see what happens. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, my God, I have this crush and I need to um, date them right now. It, yeah. It was, or, like, I need, to, I need to, like, figure this out right now. And um, I think looking, kind of being in this space where I still care about this person deeply and I will continue to be their friend and, like, be, you know, in their space and whatever, but it definitely is something where it's like, oh, thank God I, like, didn't cross that line it saves you a lot of time and energy at yeah. the end of the day when you do respond logically because then you can decide okay i can respond emotionally eventually but like what is the right emotion to choose yeah not just like what emotion do i want to blurt out right now in yeah. this moment because that then you have to just do a lot more work to backpedal yeah and i want to acknowledge that self-awareness and like right from the get-go for you, the fact that you were like oh like this is an active crush and even the fact that i'm acknowledging that means that I could act a li- like a certain type of way. That's yeah. a huge self-awareness to have about oh, oneself. You. So like, yeah. good on you, mate. Thanks. And I was just talking to one of my roommates had a situation where um, she made a new friend and, you know, a new friendship. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's, the other thing is she's brand new to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So she, like for you and I, we meet people through people at this point, yeah. I think. Like, we're we're kind of like, oh, you're connected to so-and-so. Networking is is the key to everything. Yeah. <laughs> and for her, she doesn't have that in in Philly right yeah, now. Yeah, doesn't have, like, the baseline. Right. I think she, she knows us, who are her roommates, and she has, like, a few coworkers that she knows. But otherwise, if she's meeting someone out or whatever, like, Instagram, whatever, she has no context of that person yeah. other than what that person's putting out to her. Which can be kind of scary. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so she was hitting, she was hitting some road bumps with this person. It turned out that they were like a little bit manipulative, a little bit pushy, like all these things. And it was interesting because she was starting, it was like, oh, hey, how was, how was your night? How was so-and-so? And she would come back and kind of be like, eh. Like, it was, like, kind of decreasing in, in her enthusiasm of this friendship. And then she, she let me know the other day that she ended up like pretty much breaking off this friendship because it it turned out that it was kind of emotion like emotionally draining her yeah um but she kind of had the opposite thing of me where it was like she was noticing negative things of this person sitting with them and being like I'm not sure about this I'm not sure about this and then Mm -hmm. within you know a month or so she ended up like ending the friendship and so I think it's like when we can when we as like humans and our interactions with people can step away from the emotional response because imagine the first time that girl put forward like a toxic or manipulative act and like my roommate just blew up at her or something yeah you know it's like by doing the observing we are saving our energy and and like preserving you know preserving ourselves a little bit to yeah how we're reacting and that's saving us like time energy emotion all the things so yeah it's been good it's been like really uh 
an interesting thing to explore. I think it's important to always have, like, that's such a powerful skill to have mm. uh, at, at any point in life because not only do you want to be able to detect that with new potential relationships, new potential friendships, but also one of the first lessons I learned from my therapist was that, like, relationships can change. Like, you yeah. can, somebody can serve you so wholly and fully at one point in your life mm-hmm. and then at another point in your life they could not serve you at all and and it could be at the fault of no one mm-hmm. which sometimes is the saddest way to see a like a relationship or a friendship end when you just can both acknowledge like ah yeah like we once served each other and we just right. don't anymore right and so that skill is also important in that way like whether it's a job or a friendship or mm-hmm. a relationship being able to pick up at any moment in your life when something's not serving you or when something's like taking from your cup more than putting in it yeah or more than you can even replenish the cup then it's something to like consider Mm -hmm. um and i think i mean you and i both have been against that situation so many times in our life in different ways yeah um and if you respond emotionally when confronted with that situation it can only go sour yeah can't can't leave you with something that's like serving you and that other person yeah so it not only shows like growth and responsibility and maturity but it's also like a lifeline yeah to not waste your fucking time with people that don't serve you anymore and i the other thing that i i continue to learn and come to terms with is i don't know if you remember instances of this in college (laughs) back when but like i think i was really quick to act on on things immediately (laughs) me too yeah right and it's like i think it for whatever reason, we don't have this, like, foresight ability mm-hmm. of seeing, because it's, like, that person said something effed up, I'm mad, it's done, you know, yeah. or, or, or I had a bad day at work, this job sucks, I'm quitting. It's, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it I don't know if it's a, a youth, like, you're younger and you, and that's why you feel this way, or if it's just how we interact in the world, because, god knows why but it's there is something to like feeling like you immediately need to respond you immediately are stuck in whatever is happening right now and then removing yourself a bit to be like okay right yeah there was a bad moment there yeah that doesn't mean fight or flight takes yeah takes a play there right right and that's what like that's what's crazy to me in, in realizing this whole like crush scenario that I just had that was over like three months and it took me from like first feeling that to realizing that maybe that's not the best thing for me yeah it took like three months but that's such a short amount of time in your life really compared to like a relationship you could start yeah and then have to end and then never talk to that person again exactly it's awkward. <laughs> and it's like oh I just chilled out for three months Mm -hmm. and here and here we are I feel great no nothing lost on my part friendship's still intact things are good so I I don't again I don't know if it's growing up or just coming to realizations but it's like or going through your own shit enough that you get sick of it yeah true true (laughs) yeah but there just is something to like you are not stuck in this one scenario and you are not you know with like withheld to to that one emotion you're feeling right now it's like feel that emotion acknowledge it comes up and take a step back from it and let it sit over here well and both can be true you can have that emotion and not react exactly like you're allowed to fully feel what you feel in that moment and respond emotionally without putting it anywhere yeah right (laughs) like 
don't need to push it down either. Right. But you don't need to act upon it. Yeah. One of the um, an- analogies that my therapist likes to use is, like, you're sitting at a dinner party, but it's all your emotions are there. And it always reminds me of that one Disney movie yeah, where I they love that movie. throw up in the brain controlling never her. felt so easily explaining how it feels out there yeah. in that movie. And she's like, imagine you're at a dinner party and, like somebody's talking louder than the other or someone's like bursting up laughing or maybe there's a fight at the end of the table or whatever it's like imagine you're on like a reality show and it's a dinner party but instead it's like your anxiety sitting next to you and your anger's across the way and da 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 and it's like they you know the dinner party ends and like you you know what I mean or like it it chills out or whatever but that's always what she's just like yeah they're just they just have a seat at the table and like yeah you're in control, you're at the head of the table, you're doing the thing. Again, always reminds me of the Disney movie, but, like... I like to I think, think of, uh, like, the numerous movies and shows where they have the button that ejects the person from their seat. Oh, yeah. It. yeah, It's like, you have the button at all times. Right. You can eject that emotion to yeah. out of there. Yep. You can be like, oh, cool, I was anxious, bye. Or, oh, cool, I was mad about that, bye. Now that I say that and hear that out loud, that's what I prefer, but I don't think that's what my therapists want us to do. I think you're supposed to sit with the emotions. Okay, you know what? We're not always perfect. <laughs> I'm just calling us out our shit, even though I'd much prefer have that eject button. We're not always... Sometimes you're sad? No. No, you're not. Can't hear you. I'm talking louder. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes... We can we can just not listen to what our therapist says unless it. I mean, we do pay them, so we're only wasting our own money if that's true. We don't that's listen true. to them, but it's hard to sit in the hard emotions. Obviously, I know, I know, like anger and sadness and. I I imagine okay. This is what here comparison. Sitting with your emotions is the same thing as what I imagine. I've never had this done, but what I imagine it's like to go in one of those. Cryo machines. Or oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. It's what really are they cold. called? Yeah. Yeah. We have to like be in there for three minutes. You're like, no, never no, will no. I ever do that. I no. never want to be that cold. No. And I also don't want to sit with my emotions. So I'll equally avoid both of those things the same. <laughs> I respect that. I really do. Yeah. I don't like to sit in sadness. No. Sometimes you're just. Well, sometimes though, like if it's period sadness. I love to wallow in that. Like, I'll encourage it. I've got the go-to playlist. I've got the go-to movies. Like, I know how to trigger a good sob, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sad, sad, that's no fun. No. But it's warm and sunny out now because it's summer, so we don't have to deal with her, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no sadness it's happening this fall. summer. Yeah. Wait until the first... Wait until it drops under 50 again, and then I'll start feeling sad again. Do you want to hear something sad, though, speaking of things that are sad? Sure. I had this big, beautiful tree outside of my apartment. Uh-huh. I blocked the view from everybody across from me so i've been able to be a naked neighbor up oh, to this point nice and it recently bloomed its its leaves because uh-huh. that's what trees did recently yeah and a bus pulled up like a tractor trailer pulled up and totally uprooted it this tree <gasps> has had to have been there for about 40 years i mean this bitch is tall no and it just completely uprooted the tree and now it's gone Plus side, more sunlight. Lots more sunlight that's, in my apartment. Okay, that's... I mean, she's a new girl. R.I.P. the tree, R.I.P. the tree. And my landlord was like, it's okay. They're going to come and plant a new one. I'm like, yeah, but it's a baby. And yeah. I won't be here to see it and it's full grow. Right. So that makes me sad. And that doesn't block you being naked. And now I have to put up curtains or start wearing clothes. Or, or be or an exhibitionist. My... <laughs> Three options. 
let me just be an observer with this option and see which one feels right. I have I have this house across the street from me, mm-hmm. and there's like three floors of windows. Yeah. But the one floor, always darkness. And I'm, yeah. I'm like safe about it. I'm like, oh, cool. Isn't that weird though? Kinda yeah. Creepy. I'm like, cool. No one, no one's in here. The other day, a light went on and a man walked by and I saw it fully and I was like, oh no, can you see me in here? He I was like, how you long? know, so he's been keeping it dark. Oh, I was so upset. I was like, have you been seeing me in here this oh, whole no, time? That is scary. That is scary. I know. Neighbors are a weird thing. I live across from a crystal shop. Nice. And the people that own it, I'm not not convinced that they're like witches or something <laughs> oh sure sure like they're very like they're an old couple and they're a little wacky when you talk to them they're just like all over the place and oh, okay like, you are not human and they own the whole building and never once in my whole time of living in this apartment have i ever seen activity in the second or third floor mm-hmm. but on the third floor there is a bunny and a doll in the window uh-uh and on the second floor, there are blinds that are always, like, jankety. Yeah. Like, you know, like, half the blinds ripped off, then the other half is, like, crooked. Oh, my God. And, like, I don't know why they don't do anything with that. It looks like shit, and their sign out front is very scary and faded. So, like, the whole thing gives me, like, Monster House vibes. Remember that movie? Yeah. Monster House vibes. So, like, I feel fine with that. Like, that ghost goes sick and chill. They'll, the doll is an immediate no. It's very scary. The doll is The tree, an like, definitely blocked the creepiness, and yeah. now it's just all there. No, I can't so, do like, the dolls. Ooh. That's not okay. It's scary. Yeah. So I don't know what to do just about that. Just be really nice to them. But, like, I'm almost, like, one day I just want, like, a light to flicker up there at night, or, like, a little girl to be, like, waving at me. No! What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just convinced some freaky that shit is goes the on most, up there. That is the most masochistic shit I've ever heard in my it's life. It's just across the street, so it's not gonna come to me. Oh, I just want a little girl to wave from my window. What is wrong with you? Because you know it's a ghost. If a girl waves at me in any other window, I'll be like, oh, there's a girl over there. It's a normal child, but I don't know. I would you just know want the confirmation that something's haunted over there? I don't know. I just need a little excitement in my life, you know? Okay. <laughs> you okay. Love something. Because I swear to God, this woman is conjuring something up there. She's scary. Okay. And also, I feel bad saying that because she's also very old. Well, and scary. Old people can be scary. That's okay. Aging is gross and scary. <laughs> Tell me, tell you something. <laughs> anyway, this really took a left turn. That did take a left turn. <laughs> but I don't even know how to recap this episode at this point. So we're just going to let you guys figure it out for yourself. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're becoming more ourselves with each episode, and I think we're just going to let, yeah. let it fly. I was thinking on the walk to my car to come here this morning. I was, like, thinking of taglines for us for this podcast. And yeah. I was like, unhinged 20 somethings i'm like no we're not unhinged because we're in therapy and then i was like the most hinged you can be for two girls in therapy (laughs) and it rhymes so i feel like that should be our tagline i'm into that and the most hinged you can be with the current state of uh, the the world the century the century in 2022 the most hinged you could probably be yeah so that's us we're doing great i think so maybe we just have to stay alive in this heat this weekend yeah, we're gonna thrive. If anybody has a pool, let us know. <laughs> if you listen to this before um, Memorial Day, before Memorial Day, and you've got a pool, let us know. We'll come record a podcast there and jump in the pool after. We'll bring snacks and charming personalities. And we'll talk about you on the podcast. Yeah, Even if we don't like you, we'll say we love you, and we'll blur out your name so no one has to know it's you or not, unless you want the clout. Your choice. <laughs> your choice. <laughs> Our twelve <laughs> listeners. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anybody? All right. See you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs>